0: hey there you're listening to more than potential the podcast on this show we talk about mental health well-being and self-improvement from a gen z perspective i'm your host faith so i wanted to talk a little bit about what more than potential actually was so you can get a better idea of what this podcast will be about um more than potential is actually a blog um Please visit morethanpotential.com and you can read a lot about what I discuss on this podcast, but More Than Potential itself as a concept is about me. It is a self-narrative about a young woman's exploration, her journey uh, to self-discovery, and I hope that by illuminating my experiences, I can inspire certain conversations and and provoke some self-reflection on your own experiences as someone who is in our current generation, right? So a lot of the problems and a lot of the topics that I will discuss are things of relevance for people in my age group. And it's not like a pop culture society thing. It's just about well-being. It's about mental health. It's about what we should be doing, what can we do to better ourselves and actualize our potential. Um, The only way I feel like we can kind of realize and become the best version of ourselves is if we deal with the stuff that's happening psychologically and emotionally. So when I talk about potential, right, the adjective means having or showing the capacity to become or develop into something in the future. Uh, Potential as a noun would be latent qualities or abilities that may be developed and lead to future success or usefulness. So in this sense, I'm referring to it as an adjective, right? Having or showing that capacity that that ability to develop into something more right you are more than just the ability to be great you are great and you can actualize that potential by discovering what's holding you back right everyone has their flaws everyone has obstacles to their growth everyone is working to better themselves. And I think with a little bit of introspection, we can determine what's keeping us from being where we want to be. So let's talk a little bit about me because I am a perfect case study in this. So I was always being told as a young person that I had potential, that people saw something great in me. I have a lot of examples of this because this has actually happened to me within the past six months, multiple times. So I am not exaggerating here. For whatever reason, I'll talk to people and just, you know, have casual conversations. And as a young person, even people would stop me and I'd have teachers say to me, you know, you just have so much potential. Like I see something great in you. Um, I was actually talking to my therapist a few days ago and we were just talking about different things and... She says to me, you know, one day I'm going to see you in the news or something or whatever. And I'm going to call you just to make sure you remember me. (laughs) Like she was convinced that like I was on to something great. And although it feels good to hear people say these things, I still feel like I'm not meeting expectations. Right. I still feel like in a lot of instances, I'm not getting where I want to go. Now you could say, well, perhaps you just are putting too much pressure on yourself, right? And that could be, that could be true, but that doesn't take away the feeling that I'm meant for more and then yet I'm still not quite getting where I need to go, right? And so I think that in order for me to really deal with these issues, I have to kind of go back in time and do some reflection about what those mental blocks could be. When I was in school and I was getting grades, my grades were A's and B's. A's and B's are not bad. A's and B's are good, but I could do better than A's and B's. This is not about whether or not A's and B's are good. It's was that the best you could do? Were you trying your best? And the answer is no. It's not the best that I could have done. And no, it wasn't my best. There were times when in university, for example, I was getting great grades. I had a 4.0 GPA, two years of school. And then after that, I failed classes. Now, did I graduate? Yeah. I graduated with a 3.4 GPA. That's pretty, that's decent, all things considered. But could I have done better? Yeah. Could I have graduated with a 4.0 GPA? Yeah, I really could have. I did it for two years, first and second year of school, and then the last year of school. So realistically, I could have actually swung it, but I didn't actualize my potential. Something was holding me back. So what was it? What was holding me back? All these years, I'm going through the same thing over and over again, constantly being told I have just something, something, I have it. But what was it that was preventing me from reaching my fullest potential? What I believe to be my fullest potential. Well, I kind of narrowed it down to four different things. For one, self-limiting beliefs. Two, self-sabotaging behaviors. Three, a lack of discipline. And then four, unresolved trauma. So some of my self-limiting beliefs can kind of get really deep. And I'll have to talk about some of these completely separately because it's a lot. But for one, I realized in retrospect that I never saw myself as the main character in my own life story. So when I was younger, I always felt like I was an extra in my own life. And I cannot tell you why I felt this way, but I always felt like I was an accessory or an addition and I'm living in someone else's life story, that my life is not really my own. I didn't feel like I had full control and agency. I felt like a pawn. I felt like someone that was just a side character. Very unusual for a 12-year-old to feel this way about themselves, but that's how I felt. And so I would relate really strongly to those like romantic comedies or those, you know, teen movies like She's All That where this person who's like a nobody becomes randomly a somebody and blossoms into a swan. They're this beautiful person and they just suddenly become the main character in their own life story and they get all this attention. They get the guy, the end, the credits roll. Not realistic, right? But I related to stories like that because I wanted to blossom into this person that became who they were always supposed to be. Like they clearly were this person, right? Like they clearly were hot, right? These these girls in these movies were always hot, but they just had glasses on and a fake pimple and everyone thought they were ugly. Take off the fake pimple, take off the glasses, give them a new haircut, and then like a little sequence where they're trying on the clothes in the dressing room. Lo and behold, they're the new teen beauty queen and they're gonna, you know, go to prom. They're gonna go to homecoming and win homecoming queen. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's stupid, but for whatever reason, I related to those stories. And part of the reason why is because I wanted to feel like the main character in my own life. I didn't romanticize my life. I didn't look at my life as this great triumphant coming of age story this great romance where I find the perfect guy we settle down and start a family whatever else I didn't see myself as overcoming all of these obstacles that life throws my way and this great triumphant story where I win in the end and I know some people would think that's weird but I think it's important to romanticize your own life and see yourself as worthy of being the main character in your own story you are the heroine in your own story You are the main character, right? You're the protagonist. You are the one that gets to make the decisions about what happens. And for whatever reason, I didn't see myself that way. So let's talk about some of those self sabotaging behaviors. Well, for one, I always run from things that are difficult. I will be honest about that. I don't like difficulty, I don't like being challenged. Not really. When I come across something challenging, I run. Now, on one hand, you could say that, well, Faith, that does mean that you've run from things that were not meant for you. So if there's the slightest bit of difficulty, if it's something that seems to be a problem, I'll, I'll just run. I will literally just leave, right? So that means I get to escape a lot of bad friendships, bad relationships, you know bad boyfriends, bad situations, bad opportunities that weren't meant for me, right? But I'm literally running from opportunities as well. You know, I'm literally quitting before I even discover if I can truly complete something, if I can truly do something, right? I'm running away from a challenge. I'm backing down from a challenge. Now, that could be related to my limiting beliefs, right? Because if I don't feel like I'm inherently worthy, that I'm inherently desirable, that I'm inherently someone who deserves a happy life and good things, if I believe that I'm destined to fail, then I, no, I'm not go- going to want to, to challenge myself because I'm thinking it's just going to prove what I already believe about myself, that I am a failure, you know? And so I think that over time, I had to understand that Those challenges are there to make me stronger. Those challenges are not there for me to fail in this grand scheme of my life in like the the greatest story ever told, which is the story of my life, right? (laughs) At least that's how I like to see it. I have to view these challenges as an opportunity. It's an opportunity to showcase how strong I am and how... I get to tell, you know, people years from now the story of how I became, the story of how I overcame. You know what I'm saying? That's an opportunity. That's an opportunity for my growth. And it's not something I should be afraid of. It should should be something that I face head on. So let's talk a little bit about my lack of discipline too, because honestly, people don't talk about discipline much, but it's one of the key indicators of someone who will live a truly fulfilling life. Why do I say that? Well, because at the end of the day, discipline is about those small decisions that you make, right? You know, someone who's really disciplined isn't someone who just, you know, studies when they're supposed to study and they get good grades, right? Someone with discipline probably makes up their bed every day before they go to work or before they go to school. When you have discipline, you're able to achieve your goals. So if you want to live a long, healthy life, a disciplined person is going to eat more vegetables. They're going to cut out some of the processed foods that they're eating. You know what I mean? Like a truly disciplined person is going to take care of themselves and they're going to go to the gym regularly, not just because they want to lose weight or whatever else, because they want to live a happy productive life and because they like seeing the results of their work. They like going to the gym every day and seeing them slowly build muscle. That's important to them, right? Discipline will do that. But I think when we think about discipline, we focus so much on, like, I'm going to, you know, do. A workout for an hour every single day and I'm going to lose X amount of weight. We focus on these big goals instead of looking at the small things it would take to get there. If we're not consistent and reliable with the small things in our life, if we're not consistently waking up every day at the same time to go achieve our goals, if we're not out here putting in that work, what makes us think the bigger things we're going to be able to accomplish that? It's going to seem like insurmountable, right, at that point. And so I think that was part of my problem. I wasn't disciplined. I didn't develop discipline. Because honestly, having a disciplined lifestyle is not something that you just, you know, pay a course and learn. It's something that you do. You do it so often, it becomes part of you. You're establishing habits and routines that basically become the foundation for your character. And I think if for whatever reason you didn't live a stable home life or you didn't have a lot of stability, perhaps you didn't get a chance to develop those routines, but you can always start, right? It's never too late to start. And so um, that's part of what I mean when I say a lack of discipline, Um the last part is unresolved trauma, and that's not even something I can fully touch in one podcast episode, but the point I want to make is that all four of these categories are related, right? You know, I get these self-limiting beliefs from my unresolved trauma, right? My unresolved trauma informs my limiting beliefs about myself and the world around me, which then, you know, those beliefs become behaviors, right? Right? Part of those self-sabotaging behaviors is the fact that, like, I run away from problems, which is related to my lack of discipline. You see how they're all intricately related? They're all connected. The point I want to make here is that everyone has mental blockages that keeps them from being great. And the whole point of this podcast is to explore some of these behaviors amongst other things we're not going to talk about just the things that hold us back we're also going to talk about some of our relationships and the problems that we have and you know how we can you know be better for the people in our lives that matter you know so as I learn about some of these topics and I go through the changes of my life I'm going to share those with you and we're going to do some of this self-work together so if you're ready Then let's get started.